Today's Gemara and Beitzah Dav Zayin, all the learning, as we begin the new year, we'd like to once again sponsor and mention the Schos Eli Neshama for Sirizel Basra Meir, whose yardzeh was last month in Beitzah, all the learning of the entire Chabura for one more day as we enter into the new year, should be a tremendous Schos Eli Neshmasa, as well as into the entire family, as well as all our Chaydim and Mir Tzashem, should have a quick Rafu, Mir Tzashem, the new year, should bring within new Chizik, and I'm going to be a very high message, I'm going to be a very high message, and lastly, we'd like to sponsor today's year as a tremendous chosen for Shlema for Ephraim Shlema Ben Mindel Rachel. Amir Tashem, he should be on his way to a quick recovery and be out of the hospital very, very soon. A new year. Here we go. Daps Zayin, Gemara and Be'o. We pick it up on Vav Amid Be'ez. And let's just start with the bracha that Amir Tzashem, the Shem Chizik that we have, hopefully, right now, should continue with us with the same fire, the same vigor, the same chazara throughout the entire year. This is going to be an incredible year. Amir Tzashem, we're going to be finishing Seder Mayid. Who would have thought this a few short months ago, it seems, like when we began the daf, as well as Amir Tzashem, go into new Misech And let's get to it. So we're in the middle of a discussion. At the end of yesterday's year, you can see highlighted in front of you about six lines up the statement of Rav Yuna Merav. He said the statement pizza in Yitziasa Nigmara. An egg with its immersion when it comes out, Nigmara, it's complete. And the question is, what exactly does this mean? We tried one attempt yesterday, and we're going to pick it up from the last narrow line. Eloi Yitziasa Nigmara, that what does it mean? Umuteres Yantif. That you're allowed to eat it on Yantif. We're going to have multiple attempts trying to figure out what is this price of Ravuna Merav. What does it mean? So says the Gemara. It means that it's fully formed, and if it was laid before Yantif, Muteres Achlan Yantif, you let it eat it on Yantif, and of course this harkens us back to Dafbeis, the din of Achana the Rabba, the din that science we prepared for usage on Yantif and Shabbos. Says the Gemara, what's the obvious implication? Ha Bimeimima, Bimeimima, excuse me, Asur Lachlabi Yantif, that if it's still in the mother's womb, then you're not allowed to eat it on Yantif. Vatanya, we learned in the price the exact opposite. Asheikh Lesan, we go to the Matzba Beis and Kamura. Let's say you shecht open that hen and you find eggs inside it. According to that which we just said, it should be Asura. But what does the Raisa say? It is mutaras. Maybe you're going to suggest Maybe we're going to see now that this is correct, that the price of Rabbul Amarav was incorrect because it had no basis in the Mishnah. Says the Gemara, it's not true. We have a Mishnah. Our Mishnah. What do we see from the Mishnah? What's the implication on God? What was the Machlech? Is the debate in the Mishnah is an egg? That is born, that is no ladder yantiv, Avu Bime Iman. Let's say the eggs not born, let's say it's still in the mommy's womb. Devriakal Sharyon. It seemingly everyone agrees it's mother. So don't suggest to me that there is no basis in the Mishnah. There's a clear basis in a Mishnah that an egg found inside the mommy after you shak the head, you're yes allowed to eat. And the Mar suggests again, maybe you'll tell me Maybe Basil doesn't agree with that we just said. Meaning, in the Mishnah Bishami Basil disagree 
argue about a Beitzah Shenol Dabiyantif. Maybe Beitzah holds that not only is it also when it's Nolad Biyantif, maybe Beitzah holds it's also even the day you want to tell the Mami. But I think Donnie Nolda, so why would the Mishnah say the case of Nolda? Ledeel Kaisa to Beishamai. To teach us the power, four lines from the bottom of Beishamai. Da filu Nolda, na Mishami. Maybe that's the Chiddush, the novelty of the Mishnah is to teach us that Beishamai holds that even Nolda's mother. But Beishamai will argue and say it's forbidden in both cases. Number one, if it was Nolad, if it was born. And number two, even if it's inside the mother. But says the Gemara, there can't be a suggestion as well. Oh, the Tanya Sheikhir is there and he goes, Matzah Beishamai Gemurais. You know what's going to come out? We have a brysa. The brysa that says, if you shech the chicken and you find inside eggs, it is mutter. Who is the author of this brysa? Mani lo it's going to come out that it's neither Beishamai, nor is it Beishil. It can't be Beishil, why not? Because it says it's mutter even if it's laid on Yantif. And nor can it be, excuse me, it can't be, well, I don't know if I said that right. It can't be Beishamai, because Beishamai says it's mutter even if it's laid on Yantif. And here it says it's only mutter if it's inside the mother. And it can't be Beishil, because you just suggested that Beishil said it's going to be also in all cases. So says the Gemara, attempt number two, in explaining Rabbi Hunamarab. Again, the attempt of explaining what is the statement of Beitz and Mizrasa and Igmarah does not stand the test of time. The suggestion was that maybe he's referring to something that was born pre-Yantif. Excuse me, it was prepared pre-Yantif and it emerged on Yantif. And that, but the problem is, the implication would be only that would be allowed. But if it's still inside the mother, it's forbidden and we prove from our Mishnah that is incorrect. Ella says the Gemara, a third way of learning the statement of Hunamarab. Two lines to the bottom. Says the Gemara, you know what it means? It means to say that when the egg comes out, it's fully formed. And if that egg was a fertilized egg, an egg that was created through a hen and a rooster together, it's going to be able to reproduce and to be able to have chicks on its own. And the implication is, But if it is an egg that came from the mother, you shot through the head and you found the egg inside of it, then it cannot produce chicks. Says Gemara, beautiful science class, wonderful earth science and biology. Who cares? Is it an egg that's fertilized, egg that's not fertilized? What's the difference to us? Says the Gemara, of course, it's a tremendous difference. You gotta know. When you're buying something, or you're buying an egg that's going to hatch and produce a chicken, or you're buying an egg that you're going to crack in your pan and make some uh, uh, scrambled omelet. Says the Gemara, and I'll prove to you that there is this, this, this practical case of Mechachumamkar. There was a person that went to a store and he requested a bay Debachia, an egg that literally means crackling, meaning an egg that, as Rashi says, like we know the word pua, shifra and pua, it's cooing, it makes noise, a crackling egg, says the Gemara, he wanted an egg that came from a live head. And what happened? And they gave him an egg that came from a slaughtered hen, meaning an egg that cannot reproduce. Also, like I made the Ravami, they came in front of Ravami, and what happened? And he has to return it. Beautiful. So we see a practical application. If I ask for an egg from a live mommy, an egg that could reproduce, don't go giving me an egg that was found inside a hen. 
Says the Gemara Pshita, of course. What's that? That's the novelty. That's from Yehuda Marav. Yehuda Marav. That's what he's telling us. That's obvious, of course. You ask for an egg that can grow a chick. It's different than an egg that uses a scrambled egg. Answers the Gemara of three lines of the Tav, Maud, the Tema. Not really. He's eating it anyways. If he's eating it, why did he ask for an egg from a live rooster? Lou. Behind the Gemara of the Pashya that he wanted from a live rooster, Mishab, it's Sriban. You know why? It's a more egg says the Gemara. It's reborn. It's fully developed. It's more. It's better to eat it. And says the difference. What's what's the difference going to be with regard to this type of egg? Difference going to be lemesli beni beni when you have to refund him. The difference between from a live hen and from a slaughtered hen, kamash mulan, and therefore that's what Ravami is teaching us that no, he wants that specific egg, and therefore says the Gemara, that's this story. Now we have a similar story. Someone came into the store and said, I want to bait the dikhra. The man who has fertilized eggs, bait the dikhra, fertilized egg, man who has one, bait the dikhra, the man, yobley bait the svanna me'ara, safna me'ara, two incredible words. Incredible words, Allah. The game an egg is safna me'ara. It's covered by the earth, which is referring to an unfertilized egg, an egg that came from a hen that did not have a rooster with it, the egg that will never reproduce. These are obviously the eggs that we have nowadays. They sold, excuse me, the opposite. They sold them in unfertilized eggs. An egg that was saftam me'ara. It came not from the creation of a hen with a rooster, from the hen by itself. Also, like a major of Ami, return it. You asked for one egg and you got a different egg. Says the Gemara, Nachama Pshitam, how the Tema answers the Gemara. Why did he ask for that type of egg? We should the Shemena Tzvei, it's a fatter egg. That is the Chiddush, that it is a Mekach Tais. But we're starting to see and we're see a bit more this concept of Safta Me'ara, we'll see it at the bottom of the Amid, which has tremendous practical ramifications nowadays. Of course, our eggs that we generally buy are unfertilized eggs, eggs that cannot grow into a chicken, which is, we'll just point out that now, before we get there, because I see it's running a little bit late, which is the reason why if one finds a blood spot in their eggs, regular eggs, not, not organic or something, regular eggs, then the Allah obviously is that you could really eat the egg maker. I did. Uh, Ramesha says the minigates to take out the blood spot, even though it's not a real blood spot, but that's the reason why we're a bit more liberal, we'll call it with our eggs nowadays, because they're safnameara. They're eggs that are created without the rooster, as we'll see more about this in a moment. Viva Yisema on the first wide line, Mayimitsyasa another way of explaining. So we have one way of explaining Rabbi Huna Rab. Another way of explaining Rab, what does it mean in Mitsyasa Nigmra? Imitsyasa Ruba Nigmra. So when the majority of the egg comes out, that's called complete. What does that mean? If interesting phenomena, the egg starts coming out of the hen, it comes out the majority, and then it goes back in. What is the status of that egg? Is that status of that egg as if it's born, and therefore if tomorrow when Yantif comes out fully, I'm allowed to eat it? Or no, it didn't come out, it's not a born egg. Says Rav Yechanan, you're yes allowed to eat it. And that's going to be the Chedesh of Ravuna Marav, a second way of learning it. Vegan Diamri, a third way, Mayim Tziyas and Igmra. Only when the whole thing comes out. And now, it's going to say, not like Rabbi Yechonon. Okay. So, two or three different ways of learning the statement of Huna Marab. 
What exactly he meant? Emitiyasa nigmra. Gufa says the Gemara. Let's redissect the brisa we just spoke about. You shecht open that hand, and you have a unique, unique phenomena. You find eggs inside it; they are allowed. You're allowed to eat them with. Milk, of course we know. The regular chicken, you can't throw in milk. And this obviously opens us up to the fascinating discussion, why are eggs part of? You would think the chicken arm is flashix, the chicken, all the other parts are flashix, so why is the egg part of? Why is that eaten with milk? Says the rice, so you shech the garden goddess, you find it in an egg, you're allowed to eat it with milk. Rabbi Yaakov, I mayamura If the egg is still attached with connective tissue to the chicken, to the hen, then you're not allowed to eat it with milk. Says the Gemara, man, who's the following Tana? A unique halacha. When you eat a nevela of an oif, the halacha is, it only is metamayu, the nevela of an oif, meaning a bird that died without the proper shechita, it's only metamayu in your base of as you swallow it. But it has its unique halachas as we're going to see right now. If you eat from the nevela of your tar, it does not metamayu, it does not make you tummy. Minashalosh shalbeitim, if you eat from a cluster of eggs, minatamayu, from the bones, minagidim, from the sinews, minabasar, from the flesh, and netlash minachai, that came off while the bird was alive, Tar. Again, so far, even though you're eating different parts of this bird, still it's not imparting its tama. Mina eshkel shall bait him. But if you eat from the ovary, minakurkaban, from the, that's that uh, crown on top, it's called a crop. Or if you melted the fat of the chicken and you swallowed it, tomei, then he, yes, imparts tama. So the first part was the bones, the sinews, different types of parts of the animal that came off all to life do not impart tama. Whereas the cluster, the ovaries of the eggs, the corkabin, the crop, uh, the intestines, and if the fat is dissolved, yes, imparts toma. Says the Gemara, Mantana, Minashol Shalvitintar. Who is the Tana that holds like the first part of this price that said, Shalal Shalvitim, if it's a cluster of eggs, then it's going to be. Tar, who is that Tana? Amar Rav Yisrael, do not give Rav Yaakov. It's not Rav Yaakov. Why? Dikar Rav Yaakov, Amar Rav Yisrael, speaking of Surahs, Rav Yaakov held that when the egg is still attached, it's us, sir. It's part of the chicken. So seemingly, when it's in the cluster, it's still part of the chicken. And yet, what do we just say in this price? And that when it's in the cluster, it does not make you tummy. It's not part of the chicken. So is it going with? It's not going with Rav Yaakov. Amar Rav Yisrael, how do you know what you just said is accurate? Tell me, I go look up Rav Yaakov. Maybe Rav Yaakov only said his din awesome over there, al din What was Rav Yaakov referring to? Taking that egg, which is attached to the chicken still, and eating it with milk. Isser, basar v'chalaf. So maybe that's what Rav Yaakov says, the egg is the status of the beef, of the meat, the chicken. Avleni and Maybe he agrees, Thomas its own din. It's with regard to Thomas, it's not called part of the chicken, and for Islam and Tame. Maybe we should also make a decree with regard to Thomas, Fushi, Thomas. We don't want to ever increase Tomah. And any time we're creating more Tomah, we don't let you do that. And therefore says the Gemara, that is the case of this Kashavikdiabri. Another way of learning that which we just said, who is the Tana that says that if it came from this cluster, actually, the ovary of the eggs, it's Tommy. I'm Rabbi Yaakov. He now is like Rabbi Yaakov. My Rabbi is beginning to ask stories. That's the end of the Brisa. So now we have, um, excuse me, oh, and Amr Leah Baye. 
Now, Abayi comes along and he says, How do you know that when it says Be'eshkol, it's referring to that which hangs from the chicken, referring to the eggs. There are two different cases of Eshkol in the Brisa. How do we know which one's referring to the ovaries, which we're saying are metame, are called the flesh? How do you know which one is referring to the cluster of eggs, which is not metame, which is not called the flesh? Maybe you're going to suggest Eshkol Gufei. Excuse me. Hey, maybe you're going to ask Eshkel Gufei. If it's referring to the cluster itself, then what's the chiddush? I'll tell you. That's the chiddush, the crop, that crowny part on top of the chicken, in the intestines, which of course, even though they're flesh, so you would think they're actually part of the chicken. Yet, that's the chiddush. Not everyone eats that crop. I don't know who eats that thing. Not everyone eats the intestines. So the chiddush is, even though it had to teach us the and therefore suggests the Abayi that it's not clear which is the cluster, which is the egg itself. One is going to be Matami, one is not. One is going to have the status of egg and will be Barif. One is going to have the status of beef and not be Barif. But this is our opening discussion into the relevant egg and the relevant parts of the egg when the egg is considered part of the chicken and therefore still has the status of the chicken in its fleshics when the egg is considered its own entity, a separate entity considered part of and by extension it will be the same halachos about tomo or maybe not like the Gemara said afushi tomo lo mifashinan we don't ever want to increase to increase tomo so we'll split hairs and we'll say with regard to sir, we don't let you eat that egg with milk but with regard to tomo maybe it's going to be different Says the Gemara Tanu Rabban about fifteen lines to the bottom. The first word of the line is Lashma Inon. Tanu Rabban says the Gemara Kol Shetashmisha Biyoyim Neilah Biyoyim Kol Tashmisha Belayla Neilah Belayla. Interesting discussion. Any creature that has Tashmis has relations with its mate by day, then it gives birth by day. If it has relations at night, it gives birth at night. Kol Shetashmisha Biyoyim Biyoyim now the Gemara gives examples. That's the chicken. It mates by day. It gives birth by day. That's the bat. Adam is a human being. And therefore, anything similar to it. And of course, that's why human beings give birth both by day and by night. Omar, Mar, let's go into this discussion, this fascinating discussion that we're relating when the relations between husband and wife, mate and spouse, are to when the eventual birth will happen. That's the end. Who cares? Beautiful science class. Why does it make a difference to us? Says the Gemara. It says the Gemara, you know what the Nafkamina is. Right now. Well, right now it's Arab Yantif this year, it's for Yantif. But let's say, on Arab Yantif, you check the chicken coop, there's no eggs in there, clean chicken coop. You get up Yantif morning, you get up early Yantif. So what's the status? Is this egg called born on Yantif or born before Yantif? Says the Bryce of Mutaris, it's mother. Says Mar, why is it mother? 
You checked immediately. So the Gemara is suggesting, you know why it's mutter? It's mutter because you just told me the rule is that roosters and hens made during the day, and therefore they give birth during the day. So even though you went and you checked and there was no egg, it must be, says the Gemara, that the birth happened by day. So when was this egg born? If you show first day in the morning, it must be by day, which is when? Yesterday before Yantav, that's why it's Mutaris. Ask the Gemara, beautiful science, guys, but you checked and you saw that there was no egg there. Answers the Gemara, Yemalai Badi Yafa, it must be, you did not check properly. Yafa, Yafa. Vafilu Badi Yafa! Still have another way of learning. Maybe part majority came out and it's like Rav Yechlan, so it wasn't there, but it's called like gave birth. Therefore, that egg will be Mutares. Four lines to the bottom there. That's exactly the opposite. Stira, one Bryce that said first thing in the morning, you find the egg. Mutares. Second Bryce says you find the egg first thing in the morning. Asura. Answers the Gemara. In that case, you know what's going on. In that case, the semen of rabbis referring to an unfertilized egg. Unfertilized eggs have different rules. Why do they have different rules? Because they don't come from a mate. They don't come from the rooster. They come from the ground. The chicken warms itself up. Such an egg. That could have been born at night. That egg is going to be the forbidden one. Ask the Gemara, Yachid Ramari Nami, why don't we say the same thing? Answers the Gemara, practically, there's a rooster there, so we assume they have this uh, egg together. Says the Gemara, what's your proof? Maybe there was a rooster, and still, how do you know this hen got together with the rooster? Maybe the egg came from the hen by itself. We have a Whenever there is a rooster around, we know that this egg that is born is not from the hen by itself. It's, it must be from the hen with that rooster, which means they had relations by day. It means it must have been born by day. But Kamba says, until how far could there potentially be a rooster? Turning over to, excuse me, turning over to Zayinam and Bez, it can be far enough that you can hear its voice by day. Of course, by day, the voice travels less because it's more noise. That's when... If you can hear the rooster growing, then it's considered within the vicinity, and then it's called that the egg we assume came from that rooster. Amari in sixty houses. this river, the rooster across the river. this a bridge across. However, this a rope, he won't cross. Guess what? There's a story he crossed on the rope. But came to the Even if he didn't check. One second. If you didn't check the chicken coop, then maybe that came from yesterday. He says, One second. We rather not give the answer like Rabbi Yechanan, because that's not such a common case. Totally random. Then, if you revealed garlic, it's a psychotic because the snake might have uh, drank from it. And this last discussion of Safna Ma'ara, the rooster being within 60. Houses. This is the reason why what we said on Amr Aleph is true that if one has an egg with a blood spot, it's not such a concern. And the reason is because nowadays they make sure the roosters are nowhere near them. The roosters are for sure more than 60 houses away, and therefore any chicken that is born is going to have unfertilized eggs because it's the me'ara came from the hen being by itself, not from its mate. And therefore, there could potentially be no chick that could be born from that egg. And therefore, any blood spot is certainly not the formation of a chick, which is the reason why the blood spot is forbidden. What is that blood spot? 
it's some capillary or some blood vessel that popped during the egg's laying, and therefore that ostensibly it's all mutter, even perhaps the blood, but the minute of course is says Ramesha, not to eat the blood, and this is the reason why the din of blood and egg is not as chomer nowadays as it used to be, because we're not, we don't really have this concern like there used to be that maybe there's a chicken that is growing. Says the Gemara Bishami Aymrim, now we're back to our Mishnah, our Mishnah days of an Aleph, Sa'ar Bekizayis. The discussion between Bishami Basil, what is the quantity of Sa'ar, of leavening agent, what is the quantity of Chametz that one is obligated on Pesach. Says the Gemara, my time to be Shammai. Where to be Shammai get this thing that the minimum quantity of Sa'ar of a leavening agent is Kisayis. In Kain Lechlerachman Chametz, Lobayi Sa'ar. The Pasuk should have said Chametz and not anything about yeast. Vanamina says be Shammai, and I would know. Chametz is not so powerful, not so strong. Can't make something else Chametz. Doesn't leaven something else. Yet it's big as Ayis. Sa'ar Shechemutz Kasha so that would have been the thought process. So Torah did not have to say anything. Sar the gods Rachman alamuli. So why did Torah write Sar? Says Beishami. Says Beishami. You know what it taught us? It taught us that they have different minimum measurements. The minimum of chametz is a date volume, whereas the minimum measure of the leavening agent, the sa'ar, is an olive. That is Bishamay's reasoning says Bishamay, we thought we would have been able to learn out sa'ar from chametz. Tur did not have to say a fact that her spelled it out, shows it's a different quantity. Chametz is a kesevis and sa'ar is a kezayis. Basil, how does Basil respond? Sri now we need both sukim. I would have thought it's because sa'ar is very strong. Can make something else chametz. I'm a chametz. Did chamutz kasha aim aloy? Shricha. That's why you need both keys. Because I'm a chametz. I would have thought we should write the achila. Chametz has a different stringency. It's ready to be in. I'm a sarshin write the achila aim aloy. Shricha says beisilel. That's why we need both cases. So now the gemara throws the ball back to beishamay. Oh beishamay, let's do the rav zera. Beishamay, you don't know the rav zera. Dama rav zera says rav zera. Pasach I cause him to start with saim chametz. The pasach starts with sar and ends with chametz. Why am I the chametz? Sar is zu chametz. Says the exact opposite of Bishami. Bishami just finished teaching us. The Torah spells it out to teach us a separate entity. Says Rabzira, no! The Torah spoke it out to you. It's exactly the same. So Ariel Chametz answers the Gemara. So what does Bishami do? He argues on Rabzira. Says Bishami. With regard to eating it, I agree with you. Keep Ligi. What is the debate? Linian beer. To get rid of the Chametz. Bishami. Sabi. Le'avina beer. Me'achila. I agree with you, says Bishami. Rav Zira, you told me that the Sa'ar and the Chametz are the same quantity. That is true with regard to consumption eating. But when it comes to getting rid of it, says Bishami, it's different. I don't learn out Bihar from Achilo. It's Renam, you learn the same thing in Abraisa, Rav Yisra, Chanina, Machlik, Zimim, Bihar, Avlin, Achilo, the Rekhoza, Zemikzais. Tanin Amiyachi, another Rai of Lerilu Chasar, says the Tayyab Lerilu Chachamitz. Zel Machlik, Shem Bishami, Yisel, Shem Bishami, Aimrim. Sorry, Bishami, Yisel, Chamitz, Yisel, Yisel, and it comes down to Machlekes is do we learn one from the other? There's a stringency of chametz that is edible. There's a stringency of sa'ar that it can make sa'yel's chametz. That is the discussion of Yishamay Beisel. Beisel saying the same quantity. Whereas Beishamay saying that no, sa'ar is a smaller measurement to be chayiv beer on the measurement of a kizayis. Let's just begin in the next Gemara. Beishamay says, dig up the dirt and cover up the blood. Beisel says, no way. 
Says the Gemara, HaShoychit. What's that word? If you did the Shechita. Di'avid in the Chatzchilolo. It sounds like this whole discussion is a Bidi'avid, an ex post facto, if you did it. But with Chatzchilolo, you should never go Shech to do and have to cover it up with the dirt. Ema Seifa, but the Seifa is the exact opposite implication. Be'selo, even Le'yishchot Bichlal, the Danakam is already Yishchot Stiro. Ha'lekash explains the Gemara, Le'yishchot Bichasekamah. That's what it means. It means don't Shech it and cover it up. Terrorist number one, Ema Seifa. For one second, oh my dim, it says in the same shim shachal shiachbar b'tikara b'dakar, you should dig it up with a spade. The chasem b'chal the reishal lav the avidu. The same is with the avidu under the reishal lechatchila. So again, we have a problem. Amar Rabochi Kamar Hashoychei Shabali Malach Kitzad. Someone comes to you, the rab, and says, "What should I do? My lad is shlech." I'm alive. Then we tell him, "Bishami, I'm alive." Kate said, I'm alive. What do we tell him? Oh, Bishami, I'm him, says Bishami, no, you tell him. I'm alive, shite, chaffer, vechasa. Shacht, dig up the dirt and cover up the blood. Bishel, I'm him, loy, shite, don't shacht. Unless you have dirt prepared to cover up the blood, that's the territory of Rabba explaining the Mishnah. Again, Bishami is saying you could do shrita. Take up the dirt and cover up the blood. But he still say, no, don't do the shrit unless you have dirt waiting. Rav Yosef Amar, slightly different, Achi Kamar, Asheikh Shabalihim, Malach Kitzra, what do we tell him? Beisham Yerim, Lech, Chfar, first dig it up. Then Shachat Vichis and cover it. Unless you have prepared during the day. And we're going to stop over here. We'll pick up tomorrow with continuing this discussion how you're able to do the Kisi Adam, the covering up the blood. Whereas the Muksa should be Muksa number one. It should not be allowed to dig number two. We'll pick up from here tomorrow.